Portobello, Edinburgh's seaside. This is a thriving, growing community with people doing all sorts of interesting things in the arts, sport and heritage. They all have their stories to tell, which is why we have the Portie Podcast. Anyone who has walked along the prom or stopped at the Beach House Cafe will have seen the boatyard full of dinghies, canoes, kayaks and rowing boats. This is the Portobello Sailing and Kayaking Club, or PSKC, a community club set up to encourage people to get out on the water. Only the rowing section, known as Row Porti, is a year-round activity. In fact, almost any day of the week you will see hardy folk taking their boats down to the water's edge and heading out into the forth. Indeed, in harsher winters, they've even been seen pushing them down across frost and snow-covered sand. What people may not realise is that these rowing boats were built by the club members from kits. No wonder they're well used. Emily Ingalls currently chairs Rowporty. Rowporty is a community sea rowing organisation. We have two rowing boats that hold four rowers and a cox and we're based in Portobello and we launch the boat off the beach and row on the sea. We're part of a organisation, PSKC, which is sailing, rowing and kayaking. And we're the rowing section of that group. But the interesting thing is that unlike the other parts, Rowporty goes out all year round. So people walking along the prom tomorrow may actually see one of the boats out. That's true. One boat's actually in for maintenance. But yes, we go out all year, sometimes early in the morning and watch the sunrise. We also go to different coastal places around Scotland. We've been to Lewis. We go all over. What do you get out of it? Why do you do it? It's just exciting being on the sea and it gets you out of your everyday work life. It's exercise, get fitness and camaraderie just being in a, with a group of people. Yes, because there are a reasonable number of people. I've heard there are about 80 members. That's right. Some people just row occasionally. Some people are dedicated, you know, three times a week rowers. It's just what people can do or what people want to do. Some people help maintain the boats and there's lots of different tasks to keep the whole group going. People do different things for it. Yes, it's just lovely to be out in the sea. I'm also joined by Ali Grant. You're one of the founding members, aren't you? But you've also done quite a lot of research about the history of rowing in Portobello because it does go back a long way, doesn't it? Yeah, it goes back to, I think, the first early stuff that we uncovered went back to about 1898 and possibly even earlier. You can't help look at an old postcard of Portobello, but the beach is full of rowing boats. So we're aware that rowing had quite a big place in the community in the past. We looked into the history of the role rowing had played and identified that there were two rowing clubs which were quite well established and and quite bitter rivals at the time. We were fortunate enough to actually track down some of the surviving members of those clubs who we were actually able to communicate with and tell them about our plans and that, that was a fabulous start to our project. Could you just take me through the start of the project as you say because you heard about these kits being available It was a question of do-it-yourself, wasn't it? I'd never built a boat before and I'd never rowed a boat before. I stayed on the the seafront, so I was always looking out on the water. 
And I just thought the idea of being able to build something that you could then use in your own environment and your own community was just the most fantastic thing to do. But at that point, I had no experience of anything like that and probably no idea about what I was letting myself in for or how that initial meeting sparked off something that would actually change my life. Change your life, how? The seed of an idea was picked up by lots of different communities and that's continued to spread not just through Scotland and and England, it's gone worldwide and to have been part of something like that right at the beginning and start making connections with communities, your your neighbouring seafaring communities and then starting to travel a little bit further afield to parts of Scotland that you'd never been to before... And then as it started to go worldwide, I've found myself in Tasmania, I've found myself in New Zealand. The connection is, is the St Isles Skiff, the boat that we built, and I find that phenomenal, actually, to, to have been part of that. But you've also helped other local organisations, for example, Craig Royston High School, to build their own boat called Troika. So how did you get involved with that? The sport has traditionally attracted older people and by older people I mean people 40, 50 plus and that's representative across the whole country is that's the age group that the the sport seems to have appealed to and I think the best way to future-proof a sport and also to get young people involved is to encourage them to build boats themselves and I suppose what I was trying to do was to share some of the passion I've got for boats and some of the absolutely incredible experiences that I've had I was trying to just pass that on to some young people in a way and the result is Troika which is a a absolutely stunning boat that was built by uh, young people over the course of a school year. I suppose our experience of building that is we kind of problem solved everything that people might come across in building boats with young people and have been able to use that experience to try and support other people that includes supporting other schools in Edinburgh but also Perth, the Highlands, New Zealand and I was just speaking to someone today from Bristol who's planning to do a similar thing and was just looking for a bit of advice so it's been a fantastic learning experience and a a real privilege to be able to share your learning experience with others. Of course it's all done in a sense through the Scottish Coastal Rowing Association which is the body that brings us all together. Yeah, Scottish Coastal Rowing Association is, if you like, it's the um, governing body for our sport. So it's not a government-funded thing. The whole ethos of Scottish Coastal Rowing is it's run by volunteers and it's run by the communities that have built the boats themselves. So it doesn't receive government funding. Individual groups will apply for funding or fundraise. Very, very small, tiny communities will get together and fundraise to build boats for the scale of the sport the goodwill and the sort of self-sustaining nature of it is, is just another thing which, which sets it apart from a lot of other sports. Emily, can I turn back to you? Mm-hmm. What is planned for this coming year, for 2017? Because <clears throat> there wasn't a regatta in 2016 in Portobello, but I think there's one planned for 2017. Yes, we're planning our own regatta in June. So what's involved? We're going to invite local clubs up and down the East Coast to join us, Musselburgh, Port Seaton and other clubs, and they'll all bring their boats and we'll race. But it's also um, community activity because in the past there's been a large audience watching this going on, people wondering whether they might actually get involved. Yeah, it's a good way to advertise the club and let people know about coastal rowing. It's just a really big, fun event on the beach. 
And it's not just the competition on the water, there's also après-race activity as well, including a sea shanty contest. Here's Roporti's winning entry from a couple of years ago. 